Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites and our mates at supercoachchampion.com. My name's Corey. As always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back. And uh, today, we will just continue on with these not-so-quick pod... Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you call them? Not-so-quick-fire quick fire podcasts. Uh, that was a bit of a tongue twister, Corey. We'll have a look at the uh, the Cats and the Gold Coast Suns. But before we do that, mate, where can listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Patreon and Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on YouTube, Facebook, uh, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Oh, bumps. I've really struggled with these two. Not gonna lie. Did you? Yeah, yeah, the rookies. No, I don't think they offer much. Mid-price is a little bit of fun. Primos, I think it's pretty easy. But, um, look, Geelong and Gold Coast today. Yeah, it did feel like Geelong was uh, pretty easy. But, um, yeah, it's a bit of uh, thin piggins, I reckon, down at the um, down at the Gold Coast Suns. Oh, why don't you kick us off with Geelong then, my friend? Well, now... I'll have to just make sure that all my uh, information here is correct, Corey. Now, define the price of a rookie. Uh, two fifty and below we go. Well, that's what I thought it might have been, Corey. Uh, yeah, Jordan Clark. Yeah. That, yeah. You, you, you might have even guessed that I might have gone there. Yeah, that's what I would have well, said. Well, he's been in and out of my team up until this point. And if yeah. you ask me today, where is he? He's currently sitting in. Well, I know when you re-listen to yourself too, Bob. she got a lot of tickets on yourself, mate. So, I know if you start talking him up, he'll be in your team the whole pre-season. Well, that is true. Um, just to give the listeners some background information, I re-listened to the Carlton and, and Essendon podcast, obviously, in the last couple of days, and my midfield now reads Merritt, Walsh and Cripps all at <laughs> three, four and five. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's funny how that sort of stuff happens. Um, Jordan Clark, anyway, Corey, look, What's not to like about him? In his debut year, I mean, this is someone who probably should have even won the Rising Star, I reckon. I don't know what you think about that, but I thought he was very, very good. And then just um, probably a bit of stiff shit to, to not get into the um, into the Geelong team last year. I mean, he played three games, but, you know, 18 the year before with over a 60 average. And he was on the Virgil even, wasn't he? To, yeah, he um, wasn't far off. Yeah, to, to a Perth club. Now... When this kind of stuff happens, I feel like with Geelong in the position they're in, I know they've brought in some recruits, you know, they've brought in Higgins and Isaac Smith and, and these kind of guys, but they didn't recruit for their back line. Um, there's always got to be some fresh blood. Well, I know he's not too fresh, but he's fresh blood in terms of games played because he's only played 20 in his career. He will start to get games this year. Now, now whether that's a full 22, I'm not too sure, but... At the moment, I'm, I'm relatively confident thinking he's gonna he's gonna start the season anyway in this lineup, and then it'll just go from there. See how it goes. He's got a beautiful left foot on him. Um, we know that. We know he loves a bit of running carry as well. So I reckon come round one, two forty k. I know at his it's double the price of a regular rookie. It depends what happens with everything else, obviously. But I just think this is someone who could. Genuinely, potentially average 80, Corey. I don't yeah. know what you're using about Defensive that. mid to um, DPP. He was mine as well. He actually is someone that I have had a look at too. He, um, Joel Selwood apparently had a lot to do with him not leaving as well um, at the back end of last year. So they sat down and, and had a big talk. And uh, I'm, I'm almost certain that he's been promised extra minutes in that Geelong team because otherwise he probably would have gone home. Um, yeah. yeah. That's what I suspect, yeah. Yeah, so I I think that he almost is the only one there that 
especially in this Geelong team that offers that great value. Um, you know, whether Oscar Brownless continues to develop, Ben Jarvis has had some games before too. So, um, hey, Benny Jarvis, was he the one that played last year? Uh, I'm not sure about he's last not, is year. Is he the mature age bloke? I'm pretty sure he's played football before. Yeah, let me let me just confirm that. Um, ben Jarvis, no, he's the 20-year-old. He's not the mature age one that I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, so I think... I think um, Almost come Charlie Constable then. I think Jordan Clark is the only reasonable offer. Zach Guthrie is just way too in and out of that team to even look at. Um, I'm not really. There's no one else banging down the door, but it's it's hard because he almost falls into that mid price category, but just quite doesn't on a, a, a default. Two forty. It, it would have been sexier at probably two twenty. As weird as that is to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but he could de- he could definitely be the one. And look, eighty. That's what you want from him. Oh, I'll tell you now, if there's 70s, I'll be taking 70s. I think when you when you pick a guy, look, this is the, the conundrum, I think, that we face. If you're going to spend that coin, you'd want to be confident that they're actually playing week in, week out. I think that's, that's got to be the caveat on it, because if you're not confident they're going to be playing week in, week out, then you may as well just spend 117 and, and invest, you know, another 120 on another line or, or somewhere else that, you know, you might be able to make a significant upgrade. I, I think that's probably the smart strategy. But something like this, it kind of, kind of stinks a little bit like, remember Riley Bonner from a couple yeah. of years back? He was about 270K and we thought, all right, he's going to come in. He didn't quite consolidate his spot in Riley Bonner, but those first few weeks were quite good. So I'm not sure if it's going to be a similar thing. I just think with his pedigree, with everything that kind of happened, you know, in his draft year, with how he went in his debut season, and look, maybe last year they just wanted pure experience to, to try and get that flag. I'm not too sure. Um, there's got to be some changes at Geelong. That's for, that's for sure. And we know Ablett's gone. We know they've brought in a couple of key signings in Higgins Smith and um, Cameron. But that's all happening forward mid. Yeah, their defence has been pretty solid, but it's probably not going to hold up again. I suspect someone like Henderson's not going to be able to hold up again. Um, did Harry Taylor retire? Uh, let me have a look for you. I mean, not that it really matters to um to Jordan Clark because it's a totally different position. Um, you know, there's probably players like you know Jed Buse kind of down there. And Tom Stewart obviously is not moving uh, any which way, and maybe Blitzards, um, you know, will will sort of float it towards centre half back as well. I've got a feeling Harry did retire. To be honest, I think he did. Yeah, I think it was post grand final. Just didn't want to make a fuss about it. Yeah. Um, yep. Using that one yet? Yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um. And so, look, there's got to be changes happening in there, and we're just not exactly sure what it looks like. But if his preseason, and from what we understand at this point, it's kind of been flawless. Um, if as everything's going well, there's, there's sort of been no, yeah, as is everyone's, there's sort of been no injury history to kind of track with this fella at this point. So that's another positive. Um, if he's there round one, I'm going to find that very hard to turn down. Yeah, it just depends if you need that extra money too, doesn't it? Who's your mid-pricer, Bombs? Well, well mid-pricer, uh, then we just switch to the other end and, and one of their recruits is actually... Uh, was that funny? Well, I'm just having a giggle. Oh, well, Everything you do makes me laugh. Well, I'm sure I said something funny there. there right. Corey. I'm um, Jeremy Cameron, Corey. You talk about a... Well, he's a key position. He's not a key position, isn't he? Um, he's shown he can Up average 90... Yeah, he's shown he can average sort of, you know, low to mid-90s in the past. He hasn't done that sort of often. Um, 
But this is a guy that, you know, 388K, he's not going down in value. And you know what? I don't necessarily, I reckon we might need to make a change to the program. You know, when you call them mid prices, I think we almost need to call them underpriced players. Because, like fallen premiums um, or something like that. Yeah, so, something like that. Because I, I reckon, because it's hard to actually, you know, mid price, we're expecting someone that is mid price to elevate and go next level and potentially become top of their lines. But I feel like when we talk about these guys, the guys we kind of raise are probably just. You know, they're priced about 10, 15, 20 points under what we probably, you know, might expect them to kind of achieve. Um, and that's just what I expect from Jeremy Cameron. I think he's underpriced. So 388 presents value. Um, you know, he, he could realistically, I reckon, you know, 80 to 85, somewhere there. He's, he's playing in a team that genuinely have a competition for the most amount of goal assists, like, given out. Yeah. Yeah, they love now, it down there, don't they? Yeah. This bloke. He won't give goal assists, I'll guarantee you that. He'll be on the end of little handballs from Tomahawk and little sort of, you know, dinky kicks and handballs from Dangerfield and anyone else floating in that forward 50. So um, I, I think he's underpriced, but I don't think he can be top of his position. What do you think he's going to average? Yeah, around that kind of 82 mark, you know, 82 to kind of 87 within that range. Yeah. So I don't think it's enough to select to him. Justify the pick, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you know, we're, we're we play a game with limited trades, don't we? So you know, you're selecting him now, knowing that you're going to have to trade someone else down, and then put some more money on top of him. So yep. if you select him now, underpriced, you, you're committing two future trades to to get him up to a premium, and um, depending on how many other, yeah, depending on how many other sort of mid-price and stuff you got floating in your team, um, you, you might want to consider how your future trades might sort of pan out and whether or not you'd be able to get the team you ultimately want. I don't mind it, Bombs. It's funny because I'm a big Jeremy Cameron fan. I had him last year and kind of just skewed past him, to be honest. Um, mine was Charlie Dunstable <laughs> at 266, just over that threshold there. I don't love the pick. It's not a pick that I'm really going to um, go with. I'm wrapped that there's no preseason, to be honest. Like, not a big three-round, because he's got the kind of player that they'd probably play for the three games and really suck you in at that little bit higher um, threshold price. But you could probably do worse than Charlie. Another player who considered leaving in the preseason um, and had a chat. They needed him to stay. I didn't mind. I was going to go the easy route and go Joel Salwood at 445, but I just think that his best is well and truly behind him as a super coach player. And um, wouldn't be surprised if Charlie did see a little bit more increase in game time and midfield time this year um, as a, another one of those ones that, you know, they try not to lose. Yeah, but how? Because you assume they bring in Smith and Higgins and they just walk straight into the team. Yeah. And anyone in a forward mid position that goes out, you know, Ablett through retirement's the only one that sort of springs to mind. Where do they fall in the position for him? Like, well, it's like, funny because I think you're going to see a lot of. I mean, you will. I, I think early days, a lot of these players like the Clarks and the um, Constables, I think they're going to get opportunity, especially early in the season. I wouldn't be surprised if Geelong were a little bit more relaxed on kind of, um, you know, their primos this year. Uh, you know, Dangerfield probably missing a little bit more games, having a rest every now and again. Um, I, you, you can guarantee Salwood and Higgins aren't playing every single game. Um, and I just think that those kind of those younger players, they're going to want to see what they're going to get out of this crop. Um, and no better players to learn off than lining up next to Dangerfield and Salwood. And, and this is their next generation. 
let's be honest. And Charlie Constable and Ed Jordan Clark, to a lesser extent, they've both proven before that they can play football. So they need to get time into these legs. Now, I'm not going to go pick them. I'm definitely not. Like, I'm, I'm picking at straws here. I've got to find a, a play between yeah. 250 to, to 450. But I wouldn't be surprised if he come out and, you know, and became a little bit better than what his price suggests. Yeah. No, no, look, in terms of um, what he could potentially output, because you've got a player who loves sort of contested footy and all the rest of it, he could easily score 70 every week. And so, again, you look at that in terms of that, you know, what's he priced at and what could he potentially average? Yeah. He's certainly got value in him. But, you know, it comes back to that kind of question that I kind of raised with Jordan Clark um, or that caveat, if you like. If you're picking a guy at that price, mate, you, you'd want to be comfortable that they're getting selected most weeks. Otherwise, just don't spend the money on someone like that. And they're dropping probably close to 70 as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that'll, that'll help. That'll help keep me in the team, won't it? Yeah. Uh, we had a little bit of chat about this on Super Bowl Day. Dangerfield, who's went across back to... Well, sorry, let me let me just start. I'm assuming that your premium is Dangerfield. When did I you have Super Bowl Day? Was this, was this pre or post-midday, Corey? Because pre-midday. Okay. It's really well, Maybe it might have not even been Super Bowl Day. It might, have been Super Bowl. It might not have been, because regulation got a bit shaky after a little while there, Corey. Yeah. Um, but is your premium Dangerfield? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one Geelong. Well, Stewart, probably the other one. But, yeah, Dangerfield's the only consideration I've given to my team. So, yeah, it is dangers. Um, slight concern over this, you know, injury kind of that's stuff. What we, that that's what I was trying to bring up, is that injury. Does that scare you at all? Yeah, yeah, it does. Went back to Adelaide for a bit of a touch-up. Went to see a, one of, a well-known surgeon over there. That's right. Maybe we'll speak about this on air. And I said, well, why the hell would he go to Potentially, Adelaide? potentially, yeah. We might have made people, people have heard this conversation then. Probably, but yeah. look, the thing with danger is, I mean, again, 600,000. And I mean, you just look at his career average and you just know that there's no risk in terms of picking him. And if he falls off the face of the planet and only averages 102 this year, then it's still enough to give him top six forward, I would have thought. So you can be confident enough in... I think selecting him, um, it's how these little injury kind of niggles are going to impact things. Because, again, I bring it back to, you know, who did they bring into the team? All right, they brought in Higgins and Smith. Now, Smith's only got the one position. I don't see Smith going a half-back or half-forward. Higgins might be able to rotate off a half-forward flank. And Jeremy Cameron comes into the forward line as well. Does this mean Chris Scott... Um, he's the one that coaches Geelong, yeah? Because C's for cats, Chris Cats, yeah, that's how Very good way to remember. I think that's how to do it. Um, now, he loved Dangerfield as that second key position forward last year. Now, I don't know why, because I reckon in many ways it kind of cost him a flag, because if you're that good around the ball, just put the bloke on the pill, right? Is he going to be tempted now with Cameron and Hawkins in the forward line for Dangerfield to get an even shitter opponent and keep him there or potentially leave him there more often. You know given, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, given they've got players like, you know, potentially Constable who might be running through the midfield, where they brought in Higgins, they brought in Smith for some specific needs, blokes who can run and use the ball. Is he going to sit forward more now? Yeah. Like you said, especially as third. Like, as a like, third yeah. forward. The guy is so good overhead. Yeah. Like... With the third defender now, because let's face it, you you still no matter what you you're probably put in number one and number two to um, Hawkins Cameron, and Cameron because yeah. we know Danger can't kick a set shot to save his life, right? But 
I reckon if he was hell-bent on doing it last year without the midfield depth that he's got at his disposal this year, and now he's got even more key position depth in his board line, Chris Scott, I don't think he. I don't think he reversed him back to the midfield. Yeah, and well, especially when you look at it too, like that conversation we're having before about Jordan Clark. I mean, Jordan Clark was told he could potentially even have midfield minutes. Um, Charlie Constable, like, you asked how they're going to fit him in. Well, that's a perfect way to do it. You know, let's go play Dangerfield as a forward flank. You know, wait till finals. Wait till Dangerfield's ready. Duncan, Menengola, you know, Guthrie. <laughs> Um, does this? I mean, does this potentially mean even if Danger's had a shocker every year, but because he's six forward, let's say it's even another 10 percent more than he done last year, does that hinder him, or will we see the fact that there are longer quarters all of a sudden, less sort of rotations, all that kind of crap? Yeah. Does this mean that you know Dangerfield's time that he spent in the midfield stays exactly the same? So let's say last year he played, and I don't know. You know, minutes yep. off the top of my head or anything, right? Yeah, but let's works. say he played six minutes a quarter in the midfield last year, right? Yeah. Coming into this year, does he continue to play just that same six minutes in the midfield? And then, you know, Straight with the forward. surplus of minutes that are left in a quarter now, that's all spent uh, sort of in the forward line. You have to assume so. And it's, yeah, funny, and it's funny because if he was a midfielder, I'd be avoiding him. Yeah. But because it's Patrick Dangerfield and he's a forward mid and yeah, you know, and there's he, all that crap. Be yeah, because the, the hardest thing I reckon with Dangerfield, and this is the thing I'm facing, is it's choosing between side bottom, Dunkley, and Dangerfield. Now, with all things equal, Dangerfield is by far the best um, super coach what? player out yeah. of the three. But I think in terms of role... And in terms of potential output, and just with that tiny little bit of injury doubt in the preseason, it doesn't. It makes the other two more appetising right now. The other thing too, it, it, it takes one eighty out of Dangerfield, which we know he's got in him in, in games that he yes. just goes and sits up forward. Yeah, and then you pick Unless him at five twenty. Yeah, they do play Adelaide round one. And he loves Adelaide oh, historically, no. but how much can you consider that if his role? And and, and this is what we're unsure of his role isn't exactly identified to us. And I, I just think 6-11, and, and I know we, we've kind of been saying this the last couple of years, that money is incredibly hard to make. If we if we are relatively confident we can snap him up at 5.30 at some point in during the season, is it worth not starting him? Mm-hmm. 17 games last year, which is all of them. 21 the year before, 21 the year before that. He doesn't miss games. 22 yeah. guys, durable as shit. Yeah, That's funny. Like, this is what we're dealing with. These are his averages in the past, what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, Don't 7, read 8, these 9, out because I might just put the C on him here. 118.9, 112.9, 105.6. That's 2014, 2015, 119.9, 131.8 in 2016, 136.4 in 121.7, point 115.5, and then 113.9. Like, are we, it, this conversation, does it need to just end there off those numbers for a bloke who's about to turn 31? Corey, I've just heard from headquarters. They said, Bombs, stop talking, stop thinking <laughs> about things, just pick the bastard. And, yeah, uh, and, Corey, and that, and I'll that's just the put thing. the C on him in my I was going to say, are we overthinking it? Oh, yeah. Well, fuck yeah. yeah. That's what preseason's about. Preseason's all about fucking overthinking. I mean, the peanuts that probably win it, Corey, they're the, they're the ones that put their team together in the last three or four fucking days, probably. Yeah. 
but we've just got no life, so we need to do something. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, and yeah. Those numbers, they just say that you have to pick him. And then, you know what, when you read those numbers and you look at 611, you're like, fuck, I'm surprised I'm not paying 750. Yeah, dude. exactly, which we have <laughs> In the past, we have, haven't we? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's, crazy. All right, well, let's set and forget. Did you um, want to talk sorry. about anyone else from Geelong? I just want to say sorry to listeners for wasting your time, ultimately. That's all right. It's probably a good chat. There'd be people out there thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyone else you want to talk about from Geelong? Uh, no, we'll keep this one quick for I call. Yeah, beautiful. That was already 20 minutes in Geelong, but better than 37 minutes on uh, Essendon the other day anyway. Um, the Gold Coast Suns, my friend. It's arguably one of the funniest pods every year. We're normally fucking just trying to dartboard one of those little shit rookies that they're going to play that's going to score absolute peanuts. Yep. Who are you looking at? There's no need to dartboard them, Corey. There we go. Um, because I've found two of them there who have go. played senior football before. Mate, you are a um, boy here. And one of them, I'll tell you now, and I'm going to speak about him because he cost me in many ways last year. I bought the fucker in. Do you remember who that was, Corey? This is Jeremy Sharp. Yeah, it is, it is that fucker. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's that fucker with his big blonde locks, Corey. Now, they told me, all the sources out there, Corey, they told me he's got a good left foot, uses the ball effectively. Well, you know what helped, Corey? If he could fucking find the pill. Fair income. I reckon he had about four touches across. How many games he played last year? Two, I reckon. Yeah, and I, that... I think I bought him. I think I bought him in off his fucking debut game or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, the so, one-point prosser. So, Corey, there's 1% of teams out there that own him. And all I can say is this. The, the 33 he averaged across those two games are probably a fair reflection of where he's at. So unless there's going to be some sort of fucking um, huge change in, in something that's going on or they're just all of a sudden going to fucking give him the ball... Um, I'm a big no. I'm a big no for him at this point. And this is how bad the Gold Coast rookies are this year. He's actually my rookie. There you go. But I'm a big no on it. So yeah. go figure that one. thought you would have gone Townsend. Well, no, Corey. That was my do not touch, Corey. Just, <laughs> uh, uh, fucking, because oh, 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 fucking, I can't wait to rip that oh, fucker. I forgot about the Geelong do not touch and we'll what do them both at the end. Yeah, right, we'll do it at the end. Yep. Um, yeah, I found this super hard. Um, really, really hard. To be honest, um, I don't like any of them. Aiden Fife is a name that I got sitting on my team at the moment, just because his last name is Fife. Um, and a one hundred and two more the points rather than the thing. You'd assume Sam Flanders will get a run this year, but one hundred and ninety-two thousand, you just can't touch it. Well, I'll tell you now. You thought Jeremy Sharp was bad from two games. He averaged thirty-three. Fucking Flanders averaged thirty-six from five. So, um, and how, again, how that, is that four points fifty grand. What? Oh, no, it's games played too, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. Apologies. Yeah. No, no. Um, and you, you know the thing is, and, and we'll come back to, you know, that, that caveat. That might be the word of the day for it. The caveat I put on Jordan Clark. I mean, you're, you're paying 192. You're going to want him to be absolute best 22. And um, they're, they're probably only going to improve year on year. They've, they've brought in, you know, Atkins, who might be able to play a role. And, you know, they're also going to get Rao back from injury. Um, so, you know, those opportunities kind of dry up for someone like Flanders. They've, um, you know, their first draft pick, Elijah Holland. I think he's under a bit of injury cloud as well, isn't he, though? Yep. He's, um, but he's meant to be super talented too, and they'll probably throw him back in before uh, stupid, sexy Flanders too, I would have thought. Do you reckon Rory Thompson gets a game in 123K? You know, I've seen his name. Is, is it the Rainer? That yeah, yeah, the big six years ago? 30-year-old that used to play key forward with Lynch and shit. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, I thought that was an error. 
you thought it was just wrong price. No, he's been in, he missed two years, didn't he? Well, Done an ACL last year, I think, and then knee the year before or something. Well, let me have a quick look. Well, you, you might have just because I, I didn't know where yeah, that was. Yeah, done an ACL there. last year. Well, fucking lock him in because who do they have there? Lacocious and Collins. They, yeah. they might be able to well, find room to squeeze him in. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You got to you got to assume that one of those two are coming out. So no, 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 they can play all three because Lacocious doesn't need to be playing on a big forward. Lacocious could yeah. just be. A genuine intercept, good ball user from the back flank. I wonder if Collins and Thompson can play in the same. Yep, no, no, because yeah. every team is two key forwards. So I don't think that would be an issue. I, can, I think that can quite comfortably occur. Now, I'd be curious to see Rory Thompson's um, history in terms of average career because I suspect he might oh, have averaged 20 over his career. I was going to say, it'd have to be 40s tops. I'm just having a look here. I've got it up. Well, 48, 52, 55 in the last three. Oh, what a gun. Lock him in. Oh, Corey, 123,000. We might be scraping the fucking the barrel. <laughs> uh, just in terms game? of getting someone who's playing, you know, as defender eight even. I mean, even if he's just that heartbeat guy. Yeah. Um, that might be the solution. I thought that was just a big fuck up. Like, um, you know, because they had Bryce Gibbs listed on the game as well, even though he's fucking officially retired. He's actually on the books at the Crows as well, isn't he? There you go. So you can actually select. I probably should have had that as my do not touch for yeah, Adelaide. Bryce not Gibbs. a bad one, Bryce Gibbs. <laughs> Someone out there will have him. Oh, no, they've removed him. Oh, there when you the go. When first came out, he was on there. Did you notice that? No, nah, not at all. I wouldn't go they looking had... at Bryce Gibbs, that's for sure. Oh, they had him at about 270k, I remember, when um, I might have just been on team pickup, you know, if you're before the actual opening of Supercoach. Yep. Uh, your mid-pricer? Uh, what club are we on? Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Um, now... Unlike actually a couple of these guys, because I think at some point they're going to have to do something. The one that sort of took my eye last year, he, he hasn't he hasn't got it in him this year. But just for future reference, just keep an eye on Charlie Ballard, okay? Just just keep an eye on him. Actually, and he might be the one that he might be the reason actually Rory Thompson doesn't get into the team. Actually, Corey, yeah. um, the other one I actually really like, Will Powell. Now, three fifty eight k only averaged sixty seven last year. This I think he's going to come on because him across the back flank looked good last year. Um, I think with an increased amount of ball sort of through his hands, um, he could be someone who might be able to jump up that kind of 20 points this year, I reckon. Love it. Um, and mine's lacocious. I just think ball in hand. Uh, the, the, he became a bit of a player towards the back end of last year and at 430k, I think he is. Um, if I had to take... Again, the dartboard throw. Um, it'd be Jackie Lacocious, but again, not touching anyone around that price from Gold Coast. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. The other one um, was Will Brody as well, because at some point he's going to become. Yeah, you fucking want to hope so. We've been smashing yeah. his name since he got drafted, so. Yeah, and and I think it, you know he might just end up on that. Do not touch list there, Corey. Uh, just with the whole, you know, he's sort of burned a lot of teams before, yeah. but I don't think any kind of people who play the game with some sort of semi-serious focus about them would be selecting uh, Bill Brony anyway. Nah. And your primo? There's only four to choose from. Five. Well, can I be controversial? Because I don't think they have one. Who they got? Matt Rowe. Who's a four or five? Took Miller, Hugh Greenwood, Jared Witts, Matt Rowe, Jack Bowes. No, I refuse to pick any and I refuse to talk about any, Corey. Oh, well, you can refuse Matt. to talk about them all you want. Matt Rowe's sitting in my team right now. Yep, and he's on my do not touch list there. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. This man is an absolute gun, and I think he's slightly underpriced for what he's going to do this year. 
Matt Rouse going 110 bombs. Oh, shit. That's one of those ones that you'll look back and just be like, fuck me, how'd I miss that? You thought Sam Walsh's back end of the year was good last year. You're about to... You're going to be apologising to me very shortly. On the basis of what? Of how good Matt Rowley becomes. I'm not saying he's... he's ah, you're not... a doubter, mate. You're a hater. Corey. Stop backtracking. For the listeners out there, do not start him this year. You've seen five games in his fucking career, and, and I get, five games I, I, you've I, ever seen. Look, Corey, I get it. He walks around the fucking BMG with a clipboard, his shirt tucked in, he's a fucking ringer, he's built like he's fucking seventy-four years old as well in terms of the size of his arms. I get, I get, I get that. You know, every man and his dog are just drawn to him just because of the physical specimen and and just how he sort of started his career, but. I'll, I'll just fucking let you know this. He's played five fucking games. Do not, do not, I repeat, do not start the year with him. Once he's in four, a, gener- once in a generational talent. He's Corey. If he is good enough to average 110, I'll pay an extra 80 grand halfway through the year and get him then. But by all means, do not fucking start him. Pendlebury. Dangerfield, Judd. This is the this is the echelon this guy is in. Well, you haven't you haven't put him in Walsh's echelon, Corey. So I, I don't Walsh, know. Walsh couldn't yeah. carry his handbags, mate. Look, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a start. I'm gonna give you a, you know a, a couple of key stats. Matt Rowe, you know, before injury was absolutely fine. What was he averaging? 115ish, I think, before. Yeah, something like that. The shit's gone. Cool. 2005. A man named C. Judd averaged 115 in his first Supercoach season and then went on to average 131 in his second. Now, I'm going to go early. I'm going to go oh early no. oh with no. my outlandish statement. Matt Rao will surpass Chris Judd's second year Supercoach average. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's gone 132. Yep. Oh, fuck. And we will come back at the end of the year and you'll be like, oh my God, you're a god for starting him. Yeah, look, I'd, I'd, I'd certainly say it's ballsy, but I'm happy to pick him for an extra 80 grand. Julie. You're going to be paying an extra 180 grand. <laughs> He's owned by 54% of teams. Are these boys cooked? <laughs> Fuck, that's a lot. <laughs> 54%. His projected average round, sorry, his projected score round one is 121. His projected three-round average is 112. But these blokes got marbles. Oh, he's on. He's on. Bro, these guns are fucked. M. Rao. Three votes. Oh, shit. Oh, my. Corey, now, can I just say, the most games he's ever played in the year is five. Are you concerned about his injury history, Corey? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, Bob's off those stats. You kind of have to be, don't you? <laughs> look, he's, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Playing four ninety five thousand for a guy who's averaged five games in his career. Uh, shit, that's a lot of money, Corey. Absolute gun, though. The biggest value in this uh, super coach this year. I'll tell you oh, that much. I fucking strongly disagree with that. Matt Rao. Um, you do not touch for Gold Coast, and then we'll get back into the July. Well, I actually think it's... I think it's... A do, can, I'm going to separate this. I've got to do not touch the entire year. Jacob Townsend, no matter what that fucking square-headed <laughs> fucking donkey freckle-faced fuck does in the first couple of weeks, no, no matter what... No matter how big my fucking Nakaya Cockatoo is after round three there, Corey, and I'm encouraging people to um, bring in Jacob Townsend, come back to this fucking podcast, snip it out and say, 
State Bonds and every other dickhead out there, do not touch fucking Jacob Townsend. He's a 15 fucking tackles muppet. in the first week, 180. Oh, yeah, good. yeah, he's good on what getting in this week. And so I've got to do not touch in Jacob Townsend, and I've got to do not start in Matty Rowell. Yep, don't like it, but okay. I went David Swallow as my do not touch. He seems every year to get like that real weird ownership of like two to three percent. Yeah, good. I'm glad, but it'll change. <laughs> Just... You know why? Because everyone's picked real. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> and your Geelong. Oh, go your outlandish statement first. first. My outlandish statement. Um, now, Matt, Matty Rowell and this year's draft class is absolutely shizenhousing, Corey. He will not win the Rising Star. Is he eligible for that still? Yeah, he only played five games last year. He'd yeah. be a dollar oh one, and he'd be taken out, and he'd probably be winning the Brownlow. He'll be doing the double. Might have a little bit, uh, well, we're not sponsored by any gambling franchises, Corey, so gamble responsibly. We won't tell you where we're getting these odds from, but um, I might just have a look at what he's worth, actually. We all know it's sports bet bonus. I cannot confirm, nor deny that. <laughs> Um, there you go ahead Talk about whatever it is you uh, I was just going to go Across to the um... Holy fuck He's a dollar thirty, Corey Yeah he'll win that I was going to go Across to the um... Unless he gets injured again The five games Could throw him Oh that's so good Tom Green at nine to one That's fucking juicy Corey That is actually pretty Pretty nice um, We already heard out My outlandish statement So Gold uh, Geelong mate what Geelong your, uh, Do not touch My do not touch For Geelong Um yeah, you sort of half touched on it before, but it was Joel Selwood. Um, I just he can he cannot do numbers like he can, and the biggest concern is this new concussion rule. Oh yeah, yeah, he's with Joel fucked. Selwood, and I don't even think we've said this at any point here on on the pod. But he's four forty five, and so people might be tempted into that. And according to uh, Supercoach.com, here, Corey, one percent of teams are tempted. But this whole sitting twelve days out post-concussion, that's ruled you out effectively for one match. And in some circumstances, won't happen a lot through the year, but that would be two matches missed. For someone with the amount of cuts and bruises this boy cops in the head, just be weary of that and be reminded that there is a new rule and um, and I wouldn't even expect him to play 16 games this season. Yeah. Now, mine definitely is Joel Selwood as well. I can't believe we didn't talk about the Fark narkle. Nah, you know what, I'm done with the fuck, Narkel. You know, last year I was predicting a breakout, and he fucking went and averaged 64, so he can get fucked. Um, and those might be entertaining as well. There's another did not touch here, Corey. Mitch Duncan. Don't be seduced. What? Do not be seduced. People will think, oh... What's he done I'm... wrong? People will think, oh, he's 550k, he averaged 103 last year, he had, you know, a couple of those injury uh, and games. three point what, my friend? 103.6 there, Corey. Thank you. <laughs> we, we did have a we did have a bet, and it fucking got down to the last quarter last I game. I know. How fuck was uh, that? Fucking, that was getting close. <laughs> the injuries really helped me out. So people might think he's value, because without injury-affected games, he might have averaged 108, 109. No, 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 no. Don't be seduced. you got Isaac Smith. you got Sean Higgins. Stay clear. Do not touch. Yeah, no, I, I disagree there. I don't mind people picking him. I think he's a good footballer. Uh, and one that's not going to go anywhere other than the midfield. And always scores well, too. Um, my, which is Joel Selwood as well. And again, 
I didn't even really think about the concussion rule, but that's a fantastic point you raised. Uh, raised. I was just going off. He's nowhere. He's not getting probably over. Um, I'd say 15 or 14 games this year. I think they will seriously... Joel will come in, play two, sit one, maybe even sit two. Just take it easy. I think they'll cruise through the year, Geelong. Um, and I think they'll really try and put Joel on us for finals. A couple of soft tissue injuries. You know, he's got fucking soft tissue all over his face, let's face it. So <laughs> I think um, you cannot... Don't try, and, don't try and rewind the clock. Don't be a hero. Just leave that one. Leave the cue in the rack there. Your outlandish statement for this team? They will lose another grand final. Yep. I always get confused. Does it need to be super coach relevant? Nah, it doesn't have to be. All right. Well, then Some, they will lose time. another grand final. Sometimes it helps, it helps if it is. But Well, this is a super coach podcast, Corey. Let's keep it relevant. Jordan Clark will average um, uh, 79 and Dangerfield um, will dip below 100 average for the first time in, well, virtually ever. Yep, okay, I like that. I do like that. My outlandish statement was they're going to lose a game during the home and away season. Uh, they go through undefeated. Um, my super coach outlandish statement is uh, Joel Selwood rewinds the clock and uh, is a top five. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love, I love how yours are just like always like the opposite of literally what you just said as well. Like, there's li- like, and there's, there's like zero turnaround between like what you say and then it's like outlandish. It's like fucking now I'm going to go. It's, I'm a hundred percent. The reason why you do it is because you didn't fucking pre-write anything down. And so you're sitting there going, fuck, I haven't got that landish. What did I just say? All right, I'm going to say the opposite now. Go the full 360, you reckon? Real classic move, I reckon that. Yeah. The real, and then that way, at the end of the season, I can clip whichever one I want. Play. Oh, you just always look intelligent. That's very smart, boy. Fence sitting one hundred and one. Uh, anything else on this potty that we need to talk about? Uh, no, I just I just hope these podcasts are, are doing something to keep those in Victoria a little bit sane at the moment, Corey. We we know we're in a, a tight sort of lockdown here, so we'll continue to produce some content that'll hopefully. Take 40 minutes out of your day. <laughs> yeah, and look, I've got to apologise if I was a little bit flat for this podcast. I am, you know, obviously come off the Essendon podcast yesterday where I was, you know, absolutely on cloud nine and then had to bring it up and do this shit. So um, <laughs> that's a little bit hard when I'm not talking about the baby bombers. But what are we back for tomorrow? Um, well, we're, we're alphabetical order, so GWS and Hawthorne, I would have thought. Oh, that'll be fucking boring as batshit as well. Well, you can virtually guarantee that, but I might have a few sort of secret uh, weapons in my arsenal come that time, Corey. No, I'll do a little bit more uh, study than I did today. So I don't you did to... tell us that during the Adelaide, Carlton, and Essendon podcast. And well, in all fairness, of... Bombs, Carlton Collingwood, I don't have to study anything because we're all over it. Essendon, I know better than anyone in the fucking whole country. So, yeah. yeah. You made some valid points there, Corey. Yeah, <laughs> Finally, you can make some valid points when it comes to Supercoach. That's it. All right, Elitist, on behalf of Bumps, myself, and the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elite. Peace out, and thank you for listening.